Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, oh, how I love a Victory Monday. This is Brett Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have won. They lost last week, but don't look now, but they've won four out of six. You know, that's a pretty big deal. And a lot of people thought that when they looked at the schedule and the excitement about the teams that they were looking at in the second half. You know, I still don't think the first half schedule was that hard. I think this should have been a better team. But, you know, that milk is spilt. That beer, that icy light is already laying on the pavement. Uh, unless you're a total degenerate, you're not licking it up. And there's nothing you can do about it. But the Pittsburgh Steelers win 24-16. to 16. A big December victory, you know, big deal there at six and eight. And I'm not being facetious. No, it is a big deal because when they were at two and six, you know, the sky had fallen. When they were at three and uh, seven, the sky had definitely fallen, you know. So this team is actually looking a whole heck of a lot better. It's uh, feeling a lot better to be a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but. It's hard to classify who this team is. And the reason being is because Mitch Trubisky got the victory. And good job for Bisky Business. Good job for Mighty Mitch to get in there and win that football game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was clean. I'm not talking hygiene. I'm Mitch carries himself well. I mean, he, he dresses nice. He's very hygienic. But I'm not talking hygiene. Hygiene's not winning you football games. No, he was clean as far as interceptions, as far as fumbles, mistake-free. He was virtually mistake-free. I, I thought he did a really good job in that football game. Was he perfect? You know, for what the Steelers needed, pretty close to it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. The The best image that I saw 
It was at the very beginning of the game. And the entire time, Mason Rudolph had a helmet on on the sidelines for a good bit of that, the beginning of it. And I guess I don't know they didn't show him that much, but he had the opportunity to get in. They were talking about the short leash with Mitch Trubisky, and there's definitely a short leash on him. But sometimes when you have that short leash, you can still roam. You can still run free as long as you're playing a clean game. As long as you're not lifting your leg on the wrong things. As long as you're not chasing cars. Is that all the dog park stuff I have? Yeah, I, I think pretty much. Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof, woof. Not going to sing a promise. But, you know, Mitch Trubisky, pretty good. He owes a lot to his running game. He owes a lot to the offensive line, which is the running game. Najee Harris, James Conner. Not James Conner, Jalen Warren. The number 30 got me. He actually runs like James Conner a little bit too, if you ask me. I, I love me some James Warren. I still love me some James Conner. But it was not James Conner in that game. I still have the James Conner jersey. I don't want to, want to smite it and belittle that jersey and put Warren over it. I wouldn't do that. But you know, sometimes when you have those old jerseys, you can just wear the number underneath a jacket and then you've got hey i've got a 30 i've got a jalen warren jersey well let me see those back of your jersey no no you can't you cannot see it just the like the one time i i rooted for landry jones with a jeffrey jersey eh, you know hey cheating's a part of the game right when if you can lose we must always cheat There's lots to talk about here on bad language in the first half and then in the second half we're going to be accountable for our statements about this game see who was right who was wrong oh let's do it all right the pittsburgh steelers win that game they look pretty good but who are they i know we've had a lot of these identity podcast shows and that's not what this is about this is just about where do they fit in the nfl landscape are they a playoff team no they are not they're not they can win their next three games, but it's going to be pretty tough because the Chargers would have to lose out. The Dolphins would have to lose out. And do you really think that they're going to do any damage in the playoffs? They'll end up in Kansas City again or possibly Buffalo in the playoffs. That's just... Uh, that would be a slapping down for this team. And we don't really know because we didn't see Kenny Pickett in that game because he was concussed. You don't mess with concussions. I have no problem with that, but you want to see how he progresses. You really wanted to see him against Baltimore. You wanted to see him go the distance in the win. Mitch Trubisky getting the win is fantastic, but how does that go for the growth of this team you know it doesn't but with that being said you just have to look at where they are in the nfl landscape here's the thing the steelers are the little people on the basketball team they're the biggest team the biggest players on the little people basketball team i know we don't use the m word anymore i don't think we use the m word are we allowed to use the m word I don't know what we're allowed to use anymore, but 
I probably get away with this. They're the biggest dwarves on the dwarf basketball team. You know, you've got the seven dwarfs. You've got who would be starting on the seven dwarfs basketball team? Grumpy, you know, you would think Grumpy would be pretty good as far as like a defender. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're putting Dopey in. I don't really think you want Dopey starting. But anyways, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be the biggest dwarf on that team. But that's not good enough. It's like, you know, your best fast food burger out of them all. When you're, when then you have other places that are having gourmet burgers. You know, it could be something like that. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, all right, it's the best beef jerky on a steak buffet. There you go. Beef jerky is good. Don't get me wrong. But that's where they are. They're 14th right now, according to Tankathon, as far as drafting. And this isn't about drafting. Who cares about drafting? You know how I feel about that. I'm going to. I'm going to feel majorly about it when we're talking about drafting and in a couple of weeks when that's what we'll be talking about for a couple of months. But it's about the growth of the team. We talk about that. But when you look at all of those teams, there's a lot of teams that are five and nine and six and eight. There's four or five, six and eight teams. And when you look at the six and eight teams, Pittsburgh is drafting the lowest. So they're 14th. There's 32 teams. They're climbing pretty close to middle of the pack. Once again, they're not making the playoffs. If they do, it's a miracle. They're not mathematically eliminated. And everybody this time of year is going to throw out the Dumb and Dumber line, which came out in December of almost 30 years ago in 1994. But they're going to throw out that, so you say there's a chance. Yep, everybody uses that. I'm not going to use it. But I don't think there's a chance. I don't care about that. But I'm just saying the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best of the worst. They're the best bad team in football. They're the best disappointing team in football. But you've seen that before. You've seen them disappoint in the next year. They're 15 and one. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers going 15 and one next year? No. They still didn't win a Super Bowl that year, but I'm just saying. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a good enough team to beat the Carolina Panthers to sweep, to sweep the entire NFC South. And right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they beat, are six and eight. Same record as the Steelers. And they're projected to go to the playoffs because they're projected to win that division. The Steelers are in last place in their division at six and eight. Heck, look at the entire NFC East. Right now, all four of those teams are projected to be in the playoffs. You've got the three wildcard teams are Dallas, the Giants, and Washington. And by the way, Washington got jobbed twice at the end of that game. Completely jobbed horrible if i was a washington fan which you know i live uh, i consider myself living in the dmc the dmv excuse me not c i don't know what c would be the district maryland virginia that area i live in maryland 
So I kind of cheer for the commanders or whatever their name is this week. Kind of do that when I'm not cheering for the, the Steelers because I abhor the Ravens. You know that. And I don't have a problem with with that team. I think they're they're cursed with a, a terrible owner. Complete wang. My gosh, we've got wangs in the DMV like crazy. We've got Harbs. We've got Snides. Snides. <laughs> Dan Snyder. That makes me laugh. All I'm saying is the Pittsburgh Steelers are bad. But they're getting better. And that's why we're watching. That's why we're excited. That's why we continue to... That's why my friends get mad during the game when they do something stupid. And here they are. They're not a complete team. They had a complete game yesterday, but they're definitely not a complete team. But the offensive line, better. The game plan eh, was better yesterday. Is it better as a whole? No, because... Here's the problem with Matt Canada. You can give him credit for a great game yesterday, and I don't want to poo-poo that. I don't want to rain on the Canadian parade here. But I'm going to a little bit, and I did this on the pre the uh, post-game show yesterday. You got to look at the fact that there was no monkey wrenches. There were no flies in the ointment. There was no boogers in the peanut butter. There was nothing. I don't know. I've never had boogers in my peanut butter. I, I hope not. I mean, unless one of my friends, my friends are jerks. They would have done something like that back in 1987. I'm sure they would have. But all I'm saying is there was not a problem that he needed to address yesterday. He was able to go off of his original game plan. They had a pretty good game. When he has to pivot, pivot, when he has to pivot, you know, it doesn't go right. That's the problem with Canada. So, I mean, I'll give him credit for a good game. Kudos, yay. Gold star, game ball, whatever. I'll do that. But it's the problem's not fixed. Because you do have to definitely adjust on the fly in the National Football League. I do want to talk about discipline real quick. Deontay Johnson had a fantastic game. He finally had a great game. No touchdowns, so I I don't know if that diminishes it, but 98 yards, um, only ran backwards once. That's a good thing, and didn't really get killed for running backwards. But I've got a problem with two things with Deontay Johnson yesterday. Why is he on the hands team when he has no hands? And aren't wide receivers supposed to be perfect for the hands team? I mean, gosh, Carolina almost got another chance because of him. Carolina, I mean, the ball went right through his hands. Thank goodness for George Pickens for picking it up. That could have been a very interesting post-game show when we're talking about Deontay Johnson. And then getting in the face and, you know, I, I get called a hypocrite a little bit yesterday. We were like, well, it's okay when George Pickens you know, has a tantrum on the sidelines. That's different. That did not cost you 15 yards. You don't go up to a player and get in his face and do that. And I know, I know others were kind of excusing it, you know, saying that, Hey, it's uh, it's passion. I love the passion. I, I love it. But I, I feel like, I feel like Deontay's passion is a little bit misplaced because I think Deontay has a very big chip on his shoulder during that whole contract negotiation thing, doing a lot of things. And he continues to say the wrong things. I mean, 
really he needs Paul Bearer or he needs a manager. He needs a hype man. He needs someone to speak for him. And he could just be like the Undertaker, go, you know, he could be like, get Paul Heyman to speak for him, get Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart to speak for him, get somebody, you know, and just let him go play. He still has the ability to be a great football player, but getting in the face of somebody like that, that's just, uh, that's just otherworldly. Then you've got, I'm still scratching my head. You know, I won the genetic lottery. The only genetic lottery I'm ever going to win was my hair. And, but I'm scratching a hole in it. I still don't know what happened with Marcus Allen. I mean, no discipline on that play. Going over to the other bench, yapping. I mean, during, I mean, during a TV timeout. That came back that 15-yard penalty. You had a fourth and 27, and you blew it by being an idiot. Marcus, what? I, gosh, I want to buy you a Permani sandwich and and a smoothie or go to Sheets and get one of those Arnold Palmer smoothies. Those things are great, by the way. And Sheets isn't paying me for it, but Sheets, if you want to give me a free one, I'll take one because they're they're delightful. But I'm just going to say Deontay Johnson, not Deontay, um, Marcus Allen, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that was. For those who are saying that he should get cut for it, you're not going to cut a guy for that. Come on. Are you really going to cut a guy for that? No. It's going to be egregious, but you have a talking to. And if it happens again, you cut him. You know, that's fine. But all of, all of you that uh, that want him to be cut, you're the same ones that go to the principal's office and after your kid does something really stupid in school, wants him to get another chance and doesn't think he should get suspended for it. But we want Marcus Allen cut and lose his livelihood for being stupid. There's a lot more things than just that. But it was irreprehensible. Should not happen again. Better not happen again. Very disappointed in you, Marcus Allen. Uh, but... I love Vince Williams coming to his defense saying, hey, uh, they call him Chico, I guess. He's like, hey, I'm not going to say anything about that because I had a lot of dumb penalties that I did dumb things for. <laughs> but wow, I, I'm i still actually, the the guy in me that just uh, loves bizarre things was kind of laughing at it yesterday. But man, what if that cost you the game? Here's the problem with the Steelers. So they you know, I was watching another team. They were down big, and they had a huge celebration when one player made a, an interception or a sack, but they were down huge. It wasn't the Steelers. Can't even remember who it was over the weekend. I'm like, you know what? When you're good and you're winning, do that even more. And I, I know you deserve your moment when it happens, but know the climate know that you're not uh, when you're five and eight and you're trying to scratch get six and eight don't kind of act like a complete fool like you're you're the champion of all champions when you're scratching and clawing uh, that, that's kind of look i'm all for celebrations I wonder what I'd be like if I was in the NFL. I actually don't think I would be a celebrator. I, I don't think I, I'm not that guy. 
it seems like it my persona on BTSC. yeah i really don't think i would i think i'd be one of those guys like barry sanders just toss the ball to you the ref and get on out of dodge you know high five and i'm not gonna do the gritty dumbest dance in the world right now the gritty i i absolutely hate the gritty i'd rather do the macarena out there but you know that song was about like cheating girlfriends i did not know that until recently and i listened to it i'm like wow that's it's one of those songs just like every breath you take isn't a love song ah uh, let's get out of here well not let's not get out of here completely let's just do a break we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the accountability of us here at btsc and yes the steelers might be the best of the basement they must be the they might be the best of the bad but they're still our Steelers, and we're looking for them to climb to new horizons in 2023. This is all a part of a plan, and next year we're going to be talking George Papard. We're going to talk Hannibal Smith from the A-team, and we're going to be, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. We will be back right after this for the conclusion of Bad Language. This is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Stick around. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the second half of Bad Language. I am BAD. My name is Brian Anthony Davis here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm so glad to be a part of this here. I hope you had a chance to check us out on our celebration on the post-game show, it was Jeff Hartman, myself, and Dave Schofield as we talked about Steelers 24, Panthers 16. It was a glorious time. Also, winners and losers this morning. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, go back wherever you download your favorite podcast. Click on Let's Ride. It is the flagship of our studio shows here at BTSC. Jeff Hartman, as always, a phenomenal job. Love it. Great show. We had great shows over the weekend. Last Minute Thoughts. You know, right before the game, check out Dave Schofield. Last Minute Thoughts. I love it. It's a really good show. It's a primer for everything that you need to know for that game. He even talks about weather. He talks about everything. It is perfect as far as getting you all set for the upcoming game. He's going to have another one coming up this week as the Steelers take on the Raiders. We had great shows over the weekend. The Aussies from down under, they were there. We had, uh, that was touchdown under. We had Tony with the six pack on Friday. We had Daniel J with State of the Steelers. The crew from We Run the North headed by my good friend, Kevin Tate. We Run the North talking about all the AFC North teams. You know, really important thing to have later on today. We are going to be checking out the hangover. Shannon White is going to have a lot of things to say, I'm sure, about Marcus Allen. Tony Defio will be there too with his great musings. I'm going to go ahead and lead up that effort as well. The cutting room floor is tomorrow with Jeffrey Benedict. And then you have the Steeler Fix, followed by the Scobro Show. Don't forget the fixes with Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts. And then Rich and Dave Schofield, once again, with that Scobro show, you know, so many things, about 22 plus original shows 
every single week. Catch it here on BTSC. I, I love being a part of it, and I thank you. We can't do those without you. You guys are the lifeblood. You're our muses. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in your car right now checking out this show, man, I from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much for like listening to us. If you're a nurse on duty and you're checking out what the Steelers are doing and checking out what we have to say, man, that makes my day because that means that you're a part of our BTSC family, and I love having you there. So let's talk about our staff, our BTSC family here, my brothers and sisters. Well, only brothers here at uh, we we need to get we need to get some female voices on here. So uh, if you're good, if you're a female that has a good football voice, and I'm talking about from your brain, not just because you have a great voice, but if you're a good, if you know the Steelers, you you love to talk about it, you're passionate about it, let me know. Send me a tape. Or actually, an, a file. How's that? You know, I, I'd love to hear from you. Um, especially, you know, we'd love to get some female voices on here too. We'd like to get all kinds of diverse voices. You know, always, you know, get a hold of me. That's uh, that's why we have great shows such as What Ian's Talking About and Touchdown Under. We've got guys from California and Australia. They're, we're coming in from Michigan and Ohio and the Carolinas. That's where these guys are coming from. We're coming from Maryland here. We still have those Pennsylvania, those Pittsburgh voices. Shannon's in West Virginia. We we have a great uh, Texas. Daniel Jay's from Texas. So, we, I mean, we're covering the U.S. We're covering the globe. So keep on coming with, with your stuff and let me know who you are. So uh, diversity is always a good thing here at PSC, and uh, we definitely have it. So let's talk about our staff, though. And you know, you know what we do? We go ahead and we publish this article. Jeff puts this article out right before the game. It's staff picks predicting the winner of Steelers versus Panthers. It was a three-game spread. We really don't go with a spread. We just go with, with the score. And you want to look through here and say, hey, who picked the Panthers to win this game? There was a cup. There was actually a good bit of them. They, you would be surprised. There were five guys that picked the Panthers. Only one gets points because they had the Steelers covering the spread. And the Steelers were able, and that's Dave Schofield, but he was 20 to 18 Panthers. Then you had Jeffrey Benedict, 20 to 12. You had an 18-13 Panthers win from Big Bro Sco. Rich Schofield, Shannon White was 23 to 17. He now, when we talk to him later on, he's gonna be like, Well, I came close to the score. Yeah, you did, but it was the, the other team. So that I'm not giving you credit. You're my buddy, but I'm not gonna give you credit. And Tony Defio, Panthers 34, Steelers 17. It wasn't the Mitch slapping that you thought it was gonna be. Tone deaf, but there you go. Let's look at who came closest as far as the Steelers beating the Panthers. Jeff Hartman, I would say would 23 to 17 victory, you know, 24, 16. He was off by one each way. Not bad. I had 27 to 24. So I was off, but I still had the victory. I didn't have the eight point victory, but I'm giving myself credit. KT Smith went with the Steelers 20 to 17. We had 
Jeremy Betts, 24-20. So he was not entirely far off. Lee Locker, 21-17. He was close too. Kyle Kreiss, 12-10. You know, it's funny. When I look at Kyle's, Kyle usually uh, usually has those two-point games. Sometimes he has overtime. It's uh, he, he likes those two-point games, I'm noticing. But that's where we're looking at as far as that goes. You know, one of my favorite parts of the week is what we do on the preview. And we do over-under. And we do that for, like, different categories that Jeff puts together. And we're going to go ahead and do that. But I've got to go ahead and give you my bold and bizarre predictions that I do every week. Um, just with my ridiculous predictions. You know, some good, some not so good, some that we don't even know if they happen because they're so ridiculous. I'm not talking about Juju's dog anymore. Uh, he used to have some some crazy things in the past. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. Art Rooney 2 corners Panthers owner David Tepper and chastises him for the terrifying Panther hologram that emerges from the scoreboard at the beginning of games and then does a complete 80 and asks where he could get one of those so he could possibly scare away Mark Madden, which... I don't know if that happened. That would be great. Everybody would love that. Frankly, I, I think Mark Madden is actually brilliant, but he's so obnoxious. That's why he's hard to stomach. But that'd be great if Art could go ahead and scare him away. Ben Roethlisberger calls a press conference to remind Mitch Trubisky that he has never lost to the Panthers and had beaten last week's opponent, Baltimore, four straight. Well, Mitch Trubisky counters and says, hey, I just beat the Panthers too, so booyah. Mitch goes nine for 20, two interceptions. The pro Steeler crowd gets their wish as Mason Rudolph comes out of the bullpen to make the first appearance of 2022, and I spelled there wrong. Oh, my gosh. Where's my spell check? Ugh. hate that. I hate when I do that. I was wrong. Mason had his helmet on the entire time, but no, he did not get an opportunity to go ahead and win that football game as Mitch did everything he needed to do. Pat Fryermuth catches seven balls and a touchdown. Pat Fryermuth gets targeted zero times, actually. Way off on that one. Deontay Johnson leads the team in targets and scores his first touchdown of 2022. I believe I'm wrong. I, well, I know I'm wrong because he did not. He did not go ahead and lead the team in targets. Excuse me. He did lead the team in targets. He did not score a touchdown. So that's where I believe I'm right. Uh, gosh, man, I, why am I struggling here? I should not be. But very good game for Deontay Johnson. You know, I I loved how he played. I There's some things that I'd love for him to clean up attitude-wise. Um, look, man, embrace it. You're, you're going to – everybody's going to get – everybody gets criticism from Steeler Nation. I think Troy even got criticism once or twice. You know, people get criticism. So with that, I'd like to see him, you know, kind of embrace being in black and gold. I mean, you took the contract and realized that those kind of things are going to happen. I know I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tough on Deontay, but I know, I think he has all the talent in the world. So, that's what I'm looking at when I'm talking about Deontay Johnson, but I did expect him to go ahead and lead the Steelers 
as far as targets. He led them in catches. He led them in everything. Uh, great game. I, I hope that continues. I really do. And I I hope that the the fact that he did get in another player's face was because he was fired up and he has passion. I still think it was ill-advised, but hey, it's over. I'm going to take the 98 and I'm going to be happy about it. And I'm going to go ahead and take the fact that Deontay Johnson had 10 targets on the day and Deontay Johnson had 10 receptions. So you know what? Kudos to you, DJ 18. I'm just going to go ahead and say, love it. George Pickens catches a touchdown and to celebrate the score, he confiscates beer from Panthers fans to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the ratification of the 18th amendment beginning prohibition. That did not happen. He didn't get a touchdown. Can you imagine you're there and George Pickens just comes and takes your beer and just throws it away? Now well, prohibition's over. Thank goodness. Can you imagine if prohibition was still going on? I don't drink, but can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Here's my favorite. Jalen Warren again doesn't score his first touchdown. One of these days, that reverse psychology thing is going to pay off. That reverse psychology thing paid off. So I'm taking credit for it because I, I'm saying that he scored his first touchdown, but I wanted to say that he didn't, so I could not jinx myself. And I jinxed myself, and I got it right. So there you go, credit. Najee Harris gains only 90 yards on the ground and gets into the end zone. Only 90? I'm going to take 90. He did not get 90. This is how close I was with Najee Harris, though. So I'm backpacking time. Backpack. <laughs> backpacking. Backpadding time. Gosh, that's a t-shirt. Backpadding time. Um, here we go. 86 yards. I said 90. It was just lazy. I just rounded it up. 86, pretty good. 3.6 average and one touchdown. Najee Harris. I actually thought he was going to get it. And he did not, but just a tremendous game. Tremendous for Najee Harris. He, he keeps it going. Where's Najee on the year? Now, somebody on, uh, let me talk about this, because this is something that kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. Najee's got three games left. He needs 210 yards to get 1,000 yards rushing. You know, And he missed a game. He missed most of a game this year. But if he gets 210 yards, he has 1,000 yards. And people say, well, there's an extra game that doesn't count anymore. You 1,200 is the benchmark. And I don't think that is. I, If anything, 1,100s, I mean, like 1070 should be like the benchmark. But that just doesn't seem right. So, I mean, I think he's going to get 1070. But all I'm saying is, if he gets over 1,000 yards again, he's a 1,000-yard rusher. That matters a lot. He needs to average 70 a game for the last three games. And it seems like he's been doing that a lot lately. So I'll go ahead and give him credit. Uh, great game by Najee Harris. Man, I'm wrong on this one. And I would have had it right if I would have added one extra guy. Steelers get two sacks, one by TJ Watt and another by Alex Highsmith. Well, TJ got one and a half. Alex Highsmith got one. And then guess who got the other one? Cam. So, you know, I would have, I should have said four, but not too bad. I'll take that. 
Mika Fitzpatrick and Cam Sutton intercept Sam Darnold. No interceptions in this game at all. That's actually a nice thing to see. Steelers rushing defense falters again against the run. Carolina over 150 yards on the ground. Ah, I'm glad I'm wrong on that one. 21 yards rushing. That's tremendous. Great job, Steelers, on that. Steelers defense, they won in the trenches yesterday. That's a big deal. Steelers get three touchdowns on the day and two field goals from Chris Boswell as Mason Rudolph rallies the Steelers to a 27-24 win. The Steelers win. They get one Boswell touchdown. Excuse me. They get one Boswell field goal. They don't get two, but they get 21 points on touchdowns, three touchdowns on the day. Well, I was right. I just wasn't right on the score. Don't care. Those bold and bizarre predictions, they're getting closer to fine. I'll take that. Now, here is my favorite part of the week. I love doing over-under. I love doing it with my, my homies, Dave and Jeff. And right now I'm leading 50 to 49 to 49 on the season, every single week. And I'm just... uh Gosh, 50, 49 to 49. So I have a feeling I, I took a fall back. I had a bigger lead. I was 48, 46, and 44. Jeff had a great week last week. How did I do this week? Let's find out. Najee Harris rushing yards, 60 and a half. We all went over. We all get the points. He had 86. Pat Fryermuth receptions, yards, actually receiving yards. I don't think he would have had 50 and a half. That would we would have all taken the under. So he had zero. Dave and Jeff thought he was going to go off. I took the under. I get the point. George Pickens, 55 and a half. We all took over. That's receiving yards. He had 53. Man, Jeff knows how to set a line. We took the over. We were off by one catch, a couple yards. There you go. Pittsburgh Steelers total points. Jeff and I took the over. Dave took the under. It was at 19 and a half. Well, they scored 24. Jeffy and I get the points. Pittsburgh Steelers offensive turnovers, one and a half. I said they were going to they were going to be over that. Boy, was I wrong. I love it. I love being wrong in that instance. Dave and Jeff were right. They get the points. I do not. Steelers defensive sacks. Here we go. The boys took the under. I took the over. The line was two and a half. I had, it was four. The Steelers had four. I'm going to get that lone point there. Predictions. We, Jeff and I took the Steelers. Dave took the Panthers, but Dave took 20 to 18. We all took the over. We all get points on that. Even though Dave took the Panthers, he doesn't lose because of that, because he took, the Steelers to cover, and that's what this game is. The line was 37 and a half. They scored more for, I mean, it ended up being, what, 40? Good line. They came close to the line, but the over works. So how's this all work out? Jeff had a pretty good day. Jeff had five points on the day. I had six. Dave with only four. So 56 to 54 to 53 so i'm leading with 56 
Jeff Hartman now has 54. He's two behind me and Dave Schofield with only, gosh, let me recalculate that. One, two, three, four. Yeah. He's at 53. So anything can happen. You know, 56, 54 to 53, three games left. You know, we've seen different swings. I had a couple good, I, I've been losing all year and I've had a couple good weeks here. So I am, I don't think we win anything for it. I think those guys need to give me something if I win. So the the main the minute we get that going, I will lose everything. So maybe they should do that. But with that being said, it's time to get out of here. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me today. It's a victory Monday. It's always good when you're celebrating a victory. And make sure you check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Wherever you download your favorite podcast, we will be there. We will be entertaining and we will know what we're talking about when we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Know that. I gave you no dusty roads this week, so I will apologize for that. Will I have more next week? Maybe I will, Daddy. Maybe I will. There, I, I had to do it. So let's get out of here. Once again, it's bad language. You can call me bad, and as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing.